Welcome to episode 31 of the Business in Morocco podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the advantages and opportunities of becoming an auto entrepreneur in Morocco. But before we get to that, Ryan, what's going on this week? Hey Ryan, good to see you. Excited for this episode. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good week. I I launched my course that I'm running called Habits for Success happening on October 5th. So I've, you know, made a Facebook event, published it on my website, and have started kind of marketing that and just putting the word out, inviting people to come. Got a couple of people signed up, so spaces are filling. I only have 10 spots. So it's still a few weeks away, so I was encouraged by that because I know, you know, planning something and booking something weeks in advance is a little bit of a hard sell in this uh, this business climate, but some some early early adopters have already jumped in, so I'm excited for that. Do you have a date set? Yeah, it's it's Saturday, October 5th. And how is the best way to contact you about signing up? You can find it on my website moroctreasure.com slash courses maybe we can put it in the in the show notes yeah or they can send you an email at anything ryan at moroccopodcast.com or moroctreasure at gmail.com exactly yeah good i'm excited are you gonna videotape it i am yeah i'm gonna get my my camera guy from zaphire tech he's gonna be there i need to actually confirm that with him (laughs) in case he's listening and uh, yeah, we're going to get some videos so that way I can use it for f- marketing future workshops, but also just to share little snippets for free on YouTube, LinkedIn, etc. What about you? What's new? Well, I think since we last recorded the podcast, quite a few things have happened. I met with an intermediary who does distribution of manufactured products, and they work specifically with retailers here in Morocco including duty-free. The meeting was interesting. I thought I knew something about retail and distribution and exports here in Morocco before the meeting, and I realized how little I knew. Oh, really? Yes, it is uh, a very complicated and frustrating process, and you have to have a lot of good relationships and a lot of knowledge in order to be effective. And what I've come to realize is that having a direct relationship with Duty Free would be a lot of time and effort and blood and sweat and tears. And if we can negotiate a deal with this intermediary, their fee would be well worth it. So we're reassessing our pricing structure and our commission structure to see if we can come up with uh, an agreement that allows us to sell the products to this intermediary who already has a flow, a supply chain going into duty free. Mm-hmm. So they could just buy our product, put it into their deliveries and put it into their system. Yeah. I also learned that barcodes are this controlled item that you have to pay for on a monthly basis. And every barcode is unique and is paid for. And even the first letter or the first number in a barcode signifies a region or a country. For example, Morocco's number is six. Hmm. So if you see a barcode that starts with six, most likely was manufactured in Morocco. Um, Wow. He did tell me something interesting, that a lot of the products that he has manufactured are manufactured in China or overseas. They are imported into Morocco, and then they are exported to duty-free. 
Right. And I, I told him a joke. I thought it was kind of funny. So let me get this straight. I said to him, you manufacture in China, you import to Morocco, then you export to Duty Free, who then sells the item to a Chinese tourist, who then <laughs> takes it back to China. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, who profits in this deal? And we both agreed it was Duty Free. So... <laughs> It is kind of funny. He, I did talk to him about why he doesn't buy more things here in Morocco, and he says he tries. Yeah, It's better margins, and there's less taxes and paperwork if he can just buy it here in Morocco. He just hasn't been able to find the reliability and the quality that he's looking for um, when it comes to his brand. Yeah. I mean, you and I have talked about this several times, how important brand is to owners yeah. and how they, they will not compromise brand and they are very sensitive about their brand sometimes to the point of being too timid mm. and trying new things and yeah. having a bias for action they'll they'll actually hesitate to do things because they're concerned about preserving their brand and he's the same way he doesn't want to sell junk right. and he doesn't want to make promises to retailers about quality and quantity um, if you can't deliver yeah. and unfortunately said he just hasn't been able to find it. So this actually transitions well into our discussion for today, which is the advantages and opportunities of becoming an auto entrepreneur. If you can manufacture or you can find manufacturers and be an intermediary for them, and you can get your hands on good merchandise at a reasonable price and a reliable quality and deliver it in in time, you can find people to buy it, hmm. especially when it comes to handcrafted items that yeah. are made in Morocco, ceramics, leather goods, carpets, rugs, other kinds of uh, things that are manufactured here. He said that he's tried in the past to work with some of these cooperatives and other things, and he says the first 10 that you get are fantastic. Right, yeah. The problem is number 11 through 100. Yeah. It's the consistency. And so that is a huge opportunity here in Morocco. If you can figure out a way to have reliable product that is up to code, up to standard of quality, you can make money. You can find people who will buy your stuff and then they will resell it. Yeah, my wife's business has some experience in this area and I've joined her on trips to Marrakesh. We visited several different tanneries and leather factories and gave them a prototype of what we wanted asked them to submit their you know their models and came back and huge huge range of quality and how accurately they matched the prototype for what we were looking for but even then even if you get somebody who matches it there's a risk because when you say okay I'll take 200 of them or I'll take 2000 of them you want them all to look like that prototype that you approved, but it's the consistent quality that, that is difficult to to really monitor and make sure that it's, it's, to assure that it's maintained. Before we get into some of the more details about specific activities for auto entrepreneurs, let's just talk a little bit about what it is. An auto entrepreneur is a legal designation of an independent business. It is a sole proprietor. It is an independent worker. So one person. One person. You cannot have employees and you cannot have multiple people working under the same status. Being an auto entrepreneur gives you a tax status, meaning you can 
report your earnings and your expenses, your revenue and expenses and your net income through the auto entrepreneur system. And it's relatively easy. You do it once a quarter, but it, it keeps you legal which if anyone is going to grow a significant business here in Morocco that is going to pay for your lifestyle, a home, a car, you need to have a legal status mm. because at some point you're going to grow big enough that the authorities will become aware of you and then they'll shut you down or they'll, they'll hit you with a huge tax bill and they'll take all your money. This happens all the time. Yeah. The other status it gives you is the ability to invoice, meaning... If you do work for a company who wants to expense your work, put it on their expenses and deduct it from their revenue to pay less taxes, you have the ability to do that legally. Um, it's relatively easy to sign up. You print out a few forms online, you fill them out and you submit them to, there are hundreds of locations where you can su submit the papers. Almost every bank branch um, in the major cities will accept them or you can just go to the post office and submit the papers. And I've heard that you get your card back in anywhere from two to six weeks. Okay, wow. Let's talk a little bit about the types of activities that you can do as an auto entrepreneur because you can't do everything. It's, it's a specific status, as we mentioned. It's not for companies that are dealing in licensed work. For example, a medical doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, Things that require permits and licensing and certifications, they're not authorized right. under auto entrepreneur. But Ryan, you, you saw the list. Talk a little bit about what types of activities can be done as an auto entrepreneur. Yeah, so just, just to put this out there, we'll put the link to this, this website, but we're looking at ae.gov.ma. And there's great information on there. There's a lot of opportunities to fabricate things. So you're creating some some products, whether it's edible or something, you know, physical, made of different natural materials. And there's a lot of different types of business related to fruit and vegetables, um, paper, magazines, audio, video uh, materials of telecommunication. Just there's the general one of just selling via the internet, which is tremendous. You can sell your products, digital products online. You can access the global market, a couple billion customers available, and you can do that legally as an auto entrepreneur here. Yeah, in general, just so our audience understands, you can sell almost anything. Now you can't sell airplanes and helicopters and buildings and houses, that's a protected class of sales. But almost any food item, almost any finished good, furniture, clothing, electronics, crafts, housewares, you can sell all of that stuff. You can also manufacture all of that stuff. So as an auto entrepreneur, if you're selling food, you can sell up to half a million dirhams per year as an auto entrepreneur. Um, the, some other things you can do, private security, um, artist, designer, disc jockey, DJ. If you were a DJ for parties, you can be an auto entrepreneur and you can charge clients um, and give them an invoice for, for being the, the leader of a party, the, the disc jockey for a party. You can be a tourist guide. Mm -hmm. We mentioned this before about taking photographs. You can be a photographer. 
So your idea about sitting in the middle of a river and taking pictures of people coming down in rafts or canoes, you can do that as an auto entrepreneur. Yeah. Taxi driver, language tutor, um, construction worker, doing things like painting, carpentry, landscaping, welding. You can do that as an auto entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there are actually job opportunities at some of these construction sites around Morocco that if you become an expert in welding or you become an expert in plumbing, uh, plumbing or electrical work, you can be a subcontractor. Mm -hmm. Now, just be careful. Make sure you get paid because there are a lot of stories about, especially in construction, people doing work and then never getting paid. Yeah. So make sure you're working with someone who's um, honest and reliable. Yeah. The last one I want to mention in terms of activities is, is the idea that, that you brought up, Ryan, regarding Airbnb. Whether it's renting out space or providing advice mm -hmm. uh, to Airbnb hosts who are renting, you can do that as an auto entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is... It specifically says, I want to make sure that I get it uh, correct. It says, Conseil pour les affaires et autres conseils de gestion. Mm -hmm. That could mean almost anything. Right. Just like that term consultant. You right. Know? It's it, it, pretty yeah. broad. Conseiller d'affaires. That means almost anything. So if you're helping someone in any way and giving them advice and you're helping them run their business, you can be an auto entrepreneur and have that status. Mm -hmm. it, it's totally... Um, legal and you're eligible uh, to do it. Recognize that you can always find people in Morocco that will work under the table. They'll work for cash. There's lots of people willing to do that. But there's also people that are not willing to hire somebody for cash. They want a receipt. They want to follow the legal process. They want to ex they want to invoice those expenses. They want to write them off. And so you can attract those types of clients. And if you're working with people overseas, like with the Airbnb hosting that we talked about, people that are from France or from the UK and they have properties here in Morocco, they may be a lot more comfortable with you as a legitimate business in the eyes of the Moroccan government, sending them invoices rather than just cash in hand. Because the countries that they're coming from, that's very poor business practice and it rarely happens and it can be very have very high consequences. So their comfort level would be much higher dealing with somebody who had legal status for the work they were doing. So that leads into the next aspect that I want to talk about, which is the advantages of being an auto entrepreneur. You mentioned companies not wanting to hire somebody on the black market or under the table. And that's me. I'm not going to hire anyone to do any work under the table. They mm -hmm. have to be an auto entrepreneur or a proper employee in order for me to work with them. Mm -hmm. As I think about furnishing my office, buying everything that I need to, for my office. I plan on doing a mix of things, some new things, some used things. Um, but what I do know is that there are a lot of businesses that are not going to give me a proper invoice. Let's say I go and have uh, a couch or a table manufactured. It's unlikely I'm going to get an invoice that has all the proper documentation that I need to use it to deduct for my taxes. Mm -hmm. So here's a business idea for our listeners. If you're an auto entrepreneur in Morocco and you're engaged in sales, the taxes you're going to pay on those sales is 1%. So it's not exactly important for you to have a lot of expenses to deduct. Meaning, if you 
deduct a ton of uh, expenses from your revenue, it's not actually gonna save you that much money because your tax is only 1%. So here's a business model for our listeners. You can be an intermediary between businesses and the black market, meaning you go to folks who are manufacturing clothing and furniture and equipment, you buy it from them, and then you resell it to the companies that want the stuff and you add a markup and you give them a receipt. So they're buying it and then they can deduct their expense from you and you'll claim that that revenue on your taxes and you'll pay 1%. But can you claim your expenses no. of the original purchase? No, you can't. Because you're buying it from an entity that is not legitimate. legitimate. However, it doesn't really matter because you're, the tax on your, your, your revenue or on your net income is only 1% anyways. Right. Here's my point. Let's say, for example, you buy 200,000 dirhams worth of furniture and then you resell it and then you resell it to a company for 400,000 dirhams. Because you bought it on the black market, you won't be able to deduct anything. Mm-hmm. But you will have to pay 1% tax on that 400,000. Right. Which is... 4,000 dirhams. However, we know that you made 200,000. So that leaves 196,000 dirhams of profit. Right. So it's not, a, it's not incredibly important that you deduct what you spent on the black market as an auto entrepreneur. Yeah. But for a business that's paying 20, 25%, 30%, 35% taxes, that's a much bigger deal. Right. They're very motivated to be able to invoice their expenses. They, yes. They've got to be able to write it off. So you, if you approach a business that typically just sells for cash, they operate in the black market, and you say, are there clients that have walked away from you because you couldn't invoice them? I can work out a deal with you where we can build those clients through my business, and I can even give you a kickback so it's worth your while. You approach, there's nothing really to lose for those business owners. It, it increases their opportunities to make sales. Right. And what it, what the tax system has the effect of doing is pushing all these big businesses to buy all their stuff from other big companies like Kitea and Ikea and Carrefour and Marjan and these big businesses where they'll get the receipt that they know they can deduct on their taxes. And it has the effect of, of sort of hurting the smaller business owner. So you can be the intermediary between some of the big businesses that may want locally produced items, but because they know they're not gonna get a proper invoice or a proper facture, they don't even go and buy the stuff from them. Right. So that's just, just one idea. This episode is brought to you by Click Apporté. ClickApporté.com is a groundbreaking online shopping platform that allows individuals and businesses in Morocco to purchase goods online from a wide range of international marketplaces and pay in dirhams. You can pay by credit card, certified check, wire transfer, and soon, cash plus. Click Apporté manages the entire process, clears customs, and delivers right to your door. Their prices are transparent and clearly communicated at the time of checkout. They have a no surprises policy, which means you pay what you agreed to pay even if customs or shipping charges are higher than expected. Can you see how exciting this is? You can use the Click Apporté app 
shop on Amazon in Spain or France, order what you want, and pay in dirhams. You don't worry about the Dwan, it just shows up at your door. Click Apporté. You want it, we get it. Now back to the show. Some other advantages of the auto entrepreneurs, it's easy to sign up. You can work from home. You don't need an office space. It can be your home address that is linked to the auto auto entrepreneur card. You can work in cafes or co-working spaces. Um, For at least the first year, there's no tax on revenue, meaning it's just net income. So if you don't actually make any net income in the first year, you don't pay any tax at all. Mm -hmm. The other last uh, major advantage is that there there's no TVA, no tax value added. Yeah. So you are inherently 20% cheaper than your nearest competitor. Yeah, it's amazing. You can, you can basically go to any company and say, I'll work for you. And oh, by the way, there's no TVA, which can be attractive mm-hmm. to... Uh, a lot of companies who are used to paying it. It could be the reason that they decide to use you instead of someone else. Yeah. Now, recognize that a lot of the world is shifting towards a gig economy where companies, rather than hiring somebody that is permanently employed by them, they just subcontract out work as needed. Things that may not be needs that they have consistently they might just hire one-off graphic design, programming, um, some data analysis, things that they, they don't want to bring somebody in-house and hire as a permanent employee, but they still need it from time to time in their business. There's an opportunity to be a freelancer, and the auto entrepreneur allows you to work with big companies that need to do it legally. A lot of people desire to graduate from university and get a job working at a big company and have a real secure salary and kind of a clear pathway towards growing their career. But if you're a person that desires to earn a lot of wealth, you would like to earn significant wealth. You dream of becoming a millionaire. You really cannot do that working for a company you have got to become an auto entrepreneur. You have to start your own business. But that can be risky. That, that can involve a lot of capital or a season where you're not earning any revenue and if you've already got a family and other commitments, that's a huge risk. However, becoming an auto entrepreneur is allowed even if you have a full-time job. So this gives you the opportunity to grow a business on the side while still keeping your secure salary, your secure paycheck. So it's known as a side hustle. You can be upskilling, you can be developing your abilities, adding value to what you can offer even in your career and to your company, or you can be growing a business because you hope to eventually transition to that being your full-time job. So this is an excellent option, even for somebody that's thinking, I don't want to do this full-time at this point, but I'd like to make my side hustle something that's legal. Yeah, I think the, the future of business for many people, and not only in Morocco, but around the world, is as independent workers. The ability to work flexibly, to work for multiple employers or clients at the same time, the ability to work from anywhere, meaning reducing the, the cost of having office space, 
being able to work from home or work remotely. Um, specifically for auto entrepreneur, the lower tax rates, the the exemption from TVA. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason I think it's uh, the future is because it avoids a lot of the obstacles that there are to doing business right now. Labor laws are an extreme obstacle to doing business and companies just aren't hiring as many people as they would if the labor laws were better. Mm-hmm. And so I think more and more work is going to shift into this independent community and companies are going to use independent workers to do a lot of the work that they need to get done because it's lower risk and there's a better return uh, on their money. Yeah. Also, uh, when you talk about healthcare, CNSS, uh, this is true in Morocco and the United States and Europe as well, the healthcare costs continue to go up and having employees just increases the cost uh, of having healthcare within the organization. The business that you're, you're contracting with, they don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You are your own entity, you're your own business, and you take care of your own healthcare. And for them, it makes it easier to do business with you. So that's why I think that the, f- the future of work is going to shift into this independent status. Now, that may be the case, but there are still some limitations on the program. We mentioned before, 500,000 dirhams if you're doing sales or production or artisanal work. Uh, 200,000 dirhams per year limit for services. Mm-hmm. So if you're a photographer or a designer or an advisor, there is a 200,000 dirham limit. Um, but if you reach that limit, then you, it's a good problem to have and you're ready to, to start a, a proper uh, entreprise. Yeah, that's a right. proper company. And what about exporting and importing? That's also restricted, is it not? Yeah, there are protected categories. You cannot import or export. You cannot change money. Um, you cannot be an architect or a doctor or a lawyer. Or a lawyer. Uh, none of those jobs that need professional certifications. So when we talk about selling natural products, wood products, furniture, fruit, vegetables, as an auto entrepreneur, we're talking about selling it within Morocco, selling it to other Moroccan companies. Right. I guess to summarize, this is an exciting initiative by the Moroccan government, and it's a really strong move to alleviate the high rate of unemployment, particularly for young people with with technical skills or who can work part-time doing all these activities that we've already listed. So it's exciting to see Morocco moving in that direction, and I hope our listeners will really strongly consider this and take advantage of this window of opportunity. Yeah, at this point, I see no downside. It only gives you more opportunity. If any of our listeners try this out, any of the ideas that we're sharing, we'd love to hear feedback. And so drop us an email, ryan at moroccopodcast.com. Let us know about your experience, and we'll share that with our audience. You've been listening to the Business in Morocco podcast. My name is Ryan Kirk, here with my co-host, Ryan Maimon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download our entire library of podcasts on our website, moroccopodcast.com, where you'll also find extra resources related to each episode in the show notes, including a transcript of the show. If you've got a question or topic you think we should cover on the podcast, fill out the form on moroccopodcast.com or email us at ryan at moroccopodcast.com 
and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Our theme music is Lovely Day by Bill Withers, used under Creative Commons, and we hope you'll have a lovely day doing business in Morocco. We'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.